I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. You are my podcast, my only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know Phone Boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. Fuck you two! You're talking peak no agenda right there, everybody. And welcome to the Lotus Effect. I actually forgot what uh, episode number it was. Uh, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! <gasps> yeah, it is episode 69 of the Lotus Effect. The show is made up, the content doesn't matter. And yeah, last I checked, I'm still phone boy. So we finally <laughs> met the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah! And we all feel bad for you because you are. And I'm Phoenix. Let me start this off by clearly stating that I'm better than everyone. Yeah, and so I have a, I have a little story to tell about the, about how we came up with this particular episode. It, 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 oftentimes when these shows are... when Sometimes it, it takes us a while to come up with the, with the show topic for the week. Sometimes it's really easy. Well, we were the, la- the last week after uh, after the show, we started discussing possible show topics. It's, it's a normal thing. And, and sometimes the conversation's as simple, uh, what the fuck do I know, right? As it usually as- starts out with, I have no fucking idea. Right, we just we just we just shit this thing out, you know. We we're gonna we gotta gotta think about doing the next shit. And, it, and it's yeah. I mean, do you do you drop a deuce and then think about boy, I can't wait to see what the next one's gonna be like. Fuck no. You take a minute and you savor in the aroma. No, I'm kidding. You flush that motherfucker quick. Yeah. So in any case, we we were discussing potential show topics and, and, and a specific tarot card came to mind for me, which was the lovers. And I thought, well, you know, first of all, it's rare that a particular card comes to mind at all. But but with it being episode 69, because that was another thing is like, OK, well, it's 69. It's, and Valentine's Day and, being just a yeah. few short days ago. Yes, exactly. It, it seemed to, it seemed like a very appropriate card to come to mind. And it, I think uh, what we what we decided was it's like, well, this is this is the universe's way of saying what your topic should be. And so we decided to go back and kind of go old school and do a little bit of uh, a hot oil and tarot talk. And we're in it. And, you know, and I, I think I'd ask you the question. I said, so are there any love oils out there? Hot oil. Where where did this come from? There's nothing hot about this oil. Uh, okay. As a matter of fact, it has cooling effects. Okay. Well, we'll get into that in the second half of the show. Yes, we will. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's how this story. This, this is how this particular podcast came about, and it, and and I didn't end up doing a. a um, I'll, I'll get into the, the the terror draw that I did that led to this episode. It, 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 and it's. It, I'll, I'll just say that I didn't start out doing what I was doing with this podcast with this particular episode, but sometimes the universe has different plans, and you start getting into it, and you realize, uh, yeah, this is something that needed to happen. So, and I think given recent events, it's probably an appropriate time to have that conversation. So, um, so yeah, that's what this is about. And, um, 
Okay, so now we are now that we've done the intro to what this podcast is going to be covering today. Let's let's go through our uh, let's go through our donations here and uh, and 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 our, and our those people who participate in our value for value proposition. And there's lots of ways to do that, right? One of the ways and we're, we're is of course to uh, go to lotuseffect.show and and there's a, there's a we like money button. You can you can send us your your your, your evil cuck bucks that you don't want uh, via PayPal. Um, we also take satoshis uh, if you don't like if you don't like your uh, satoshis uh, give them to us we'll take them and uh yeah this is uh, and yeah I'm, I'm actually glad i checked the i actually glad i checked the email because i see that we have a monthly donation from sharky Woo-hoo! Uh, thank se- you sharky yeah seven dollars and 66 cents we appreciate that um we sure do and yeah you can set up a recurring donation uh from that from the uh, from the button that i that i set up there but if you are if you want to participate in the nude podcasting revolution yeah take all your clothes off and go to nudepodcastapps.com and uh, yeah participate in your in this uh, in this thing that what's called a nude podcast. That's right, yeah, and that's so, what we do, and that's what the lovely Lorian and Spencer do. And that picture that she posted for Valentine's Day, I want that as my wallpaper. Dame Delorean, you look absolutely goddess. Yeah, I mean that that was a fantastic photo. Um, I'll have to find it and put it in the show notes. I think it's actually a, a, a worthwhile. And, and shout out to Sir Spencer for being a kickass photographer. I mean, let's just put that there too. You know, one without the other does not make magic. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we will. We'll put all. I guess I need to put that in the show notes. You might want to. Yeah, I might want to. Um, now you might. We might also want to talk about the boostergrams that we got because we, we did. Because we did get some boostergrams. I'm pretty sure I got all of them here. Maybe I. I hope I did. Um, so. Um, all right, so these were all boostergrams that came in after the show last week, so they're so they're almost all music. They're all music requests, and so uh, so because uh, that's how it works in Studio Thirty Three. You splash Satoshi's on the walls, and your request gets moved up the list. Yes, yeah, so so you boosted thirty three thirty three sat saying storybook love because you're finally mine completely, phone boy. Yes, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, that's a song that uh, that has some specific meaning to us. Uh, Dame uh, Boosty Steed, uh, she did uh, seventy seven seventy seven sat saying you can change. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what song I was playing um, that had a lyric in it. Yeah, that, there there was some cha- something in the chat also, I believe. Yeah, there was something in the chat. So, uh, Piranesi boosted seven one eight nine sat saying, "This is not Al Green." I, I don't remember what I was playing instead, but uh, I have no clue. Yeah, I don't remember. But uh, then then uh, Dame Boosty Steed comes in with eighty one ninety seven sats saying, "Moody Blues Tuesday afternoon." We played that, and then uh, you boosted seventy two seventy nine sats saying, "Cause seventy two seventy nine is a uh, phone boy in Phoenix." I love you, phone boy. Give me wildest dreams because you have made my dreams come true. I should have, right. although I should have played. Uh, uh, you make my dreams by um, Hall and Oates. Yes, you know, it, to me, it's too cliche. I thought about it. The yeah. song did run through my mind, but then I was like, nope, because Dame Boosty Steed was on that Moody Blues situation, and then it, she's like, this is the only song the Moody Blues have done that sucks, or something to that effect. And I was like, that broke my heart. I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, um, so Piranesi boosted seventy two eleven sets saying "Ride My Seesaw" by the Moody Blues. We got yeah, we did get into a Moody Blues thing there. Uh, you boosted thirty three thirty three sets saying "Def Leopard Women." All right, we did we played that, and mm-hmm. then and then uh, you boosted again twenty eight sixty eight sets saying "Jason Mraz, marry me." Phone boy, I have four wor- four words I want to ask you. Can I troll her? <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're, we're just we're, <laughs> so hey, I, I could you know what? In all honesty, I could not resist. After having had that thought to play that song, because it's actually just a really good song, and all of the other things, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this just for grins. 
Yeah, there you so go. So I did. Now oh, there you go. So um, if you want to participate in this uh, in, in this. Uh, and this uh, boostergram party, uh, yeah, you need to, yeah, you do need to get a new podcast app. So take off all your clothes and go to nudepodcastapps.com and get your get yourself a podcast app that can stream satoshis, and then you can do that. You can also, of course, uh, you know, we there, we've got uh, ways of sending us feedback. You can send us, an email, you can uh, message us on No Agenda Social. Uh, you know, we got, um, yeah, uh, mine's pretty easy. Uh, my partner in crime all here. you have to do is literally spell my first name correctly p-h-e-o-n-i-x and it will pull up my tag yes, i had it happen today when i was doing our show post yes. so you don't have to name shame me so much phone boy they can easily find the phoenix by just spelling it right yeah well you know yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man oh it's, so- it's absolutely my opinion you know my drops aren't working, motherfucker. Oh, you know, you know why they're not working? I'm no. gonna choke you out. Did you do it again? No, did you really do it again? No, I didn't really do it again. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what happened though. I didn't think that's where my button was supposed to be. No, because that's more appropriate. Yes, because remember, the, remember, we had a power outage in here, and we had to, oh, yeah, that, right. that, it caused everything to reset, and so yeah, now, like first thing in the so, morning. So, so you so, know, fuck you. They're still not working. <laughs> no, you know what it is. I'll tell. I'll tell you what it is. I, I, here. <laughs> that you can actually hear no trust me you can hear it it's the you know this is the yes i you know you fucked up <laughs> all right now we know it works it's just what you just weren't hearing it they were hearing it oh okay. so you play so by the way what you what you had played when you when you pushed the button the first time that was the that was the losing horn from the price is right <laughs> <laughs> that's so appropriate i must apologize for me and my partner oh our my shenanigans God. are cheeky and fun yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. It's obscene. That's the point. Oh, boy. That's the most fun we're having over here. It's just obscene. Exactly. But, you know, other ways that you can interact with us, you can send us an email at phoneboy at lotuseffect.show or phoenix at lotuseffect.show. You can call or text us at 253-237-3321. One ringy dingy. Two ringy dingy. Well, remember, Ernestine isn't standing by, but, you know, Google Voice is, and it, it's going to mangle your transcription, and you'll probably end up as a show title if it's, you know, a, a good enough mangle, if you will. And also, you yeah. can troll us at lotuseffect.chat on the IRC. Yeah, what, why, why does, speaking of IRC, why do I have a message from Doug in, in, the, no, in, in the No Agenda room, uh, other than it's Passion of the Phone Boy, because they, they do play the show on our thing. Um, oh, they do, yes. Yeah. Oh, I think there might be something. Yeah, there's, Thank you, Gummy Nerds, yeah. for putting our number in the chat, because I know I talk way too fast. Again, it's because I'm a Yankee. We're afraid our words are going to freeze if we don't get them out fast enough. Oh, I think I know what message he's talking about. Anyway, that, so, yeah, I've already I've already responded to that anyway. Um, so why are you why are you feeding the trolls, phone boy? Yeah, this what, early. This is not what feeding we do. the trolls. Yes. All right. Well, do we With tell it being it, episode 69? You'd think your mouth would be busy. Jeez. Uh, oh, yeah, my mouth is in the Breaking wrong the place. Balls. Okay, Breaking the, the balls. <laughs> Welcome. All right. So, in any case, you can call us and, and, and sound off on our refire topic for this week, which is, uh, what's your favorite love story? And, uh, yeah, and that's that's how you do that. And so that's one of the ways you can give value back if you you, you want to participate in this uh, uh, this show that we call The Lotus Effect, uh, or this or you, you share in the experience of The Lotus Effect, then, yeah, this is, uh, this is way, one of the ways you can do it. Uh, but... Uh, however you decide you want to do it, 
We don't want your shit. Please, Please don't send us your shit. shit. That's um, right. No blankets, no water. Just send cash. That's right. So, um, I don't think we got any feedback this week. So, um, at least not that uh, not that I've not that I was collected uh, was able to collect before showtime. But um, so no, but we know people are listening because we do receive the feedback and because we get boosts when people are listening to our show. Or you had something this week where. I think it was someone on NA Social had said something. Well, yeah, we were talking because we were talking. Um, I saw somebody was talking about Ozempic, which we talked about in our last show, of course. Mm-hmm. And so I had uh, I propagated the formula. I said, "Hey, you know, realize we're yeah, uh, funny you should be mentioning or talking about Ozempic. We actually, you know, we actually covered it in last week's episode. And, you know, apparently, uh, yeah, screenshot of subscribe, life's good. You know, so that's so yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this is how we know that people are listening. Yeah, you know, and because we, we, they are. You know, interacting. They're feeding us back. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is, this is, I'm going to have to, you realize I now have this clip here somewhere, um, you know, our, and, and it ha, our, I'm trying to remember how that, how it actually, is, where it is, our, it's our formula. What is our formula? You know, it's, uh, you know, hit, uh, you got to hit people in the mouth, right? I mean, that's what. You're just so unprepared. Yeah. Well, I didn't think I was going to be using this and I don't, and I don't remember what I've actually called the name of the damn thing. So, yes, but, I, you know, you yeah, love I I was going to be saying. I was going to be talking. I was going to be playing the 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 the, prop, the formula propagation clip. And I know I have it because I made it. So, oh, set the stream title. Oh, well, okay. I'm sorry. That's that's what we got to do. Okay. See, this is why we should never leave Phone Boy unattended. He's he's not adult enough to run this stream unattended. He needs Sir Bemrose to keep him tethered because apparently Phoenix the Keeper is not doing enough. Yeah, you know, you better you better watch you better watch what's going on here. Um, I've done nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, look who knows so much, huh? I absolutely do. I know plenty of stuff because I've been spending more than my fair share of time in classes learning shit that I never wanted to know initially. Just saying. Okay. Well, but that, that's for another segment of the show. Right now, we need to dig into your topic. Yeah, my topic? Okay. So I, I thought it's, initially I was going to do the lovers and I thought that would be, and then I, and I thought about it and I went, no, and I, and I went to go do the draw and I'm like, no, that doesn't feel right. But I know the cards want to tell me something, and I think it's about my ex-wife. And I didn't have a specific question in mind. I mean, because let's let's face it, I had just gotten so you know it, it, I was two days from well, and really only like twenty-four hours from finding out that uh, my divorce was finalized, and I didn't really have any questions that for you know, related to her necessarily because you know as far as far as that goes, a lot of the you know a lot of the particulars have been sorted out already, and it's just you know now it's just finishing the paperwork, and um, so. And actually, really, even you know, thinking about her, yeah, just finishing you off, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but you know, she did this. This is, um, you know, the only thing. The only thing I'm thinking about in terms of her right now is the following. You know why divorces are so expensive? <laughs> no, because they're worth it. That's right. So, um, yeah, and I think that's actually, yeah, that that's really. <laughs> you know that's yeah it, it's trust me I, i'm thinking about you know think, that that thought comes up a, a fair bit and uh, my divorce was not nearly as expensive as yours but it was still worth it of course but 
Now, I, I felt strongly that the cards had something to say to me. Wow, they, they did speak. Uh, and as I didn't have a specific question really to go with, um, that I, this is what scares me, folks. Yeah. Th- this is why I have to watch his mental health. I come home and he tells me these fucking cards are speaking to him. I'm, I'm, I'm like, are you? Are, I'm, I'm trying to listen. I don't hear anything. Did you drop acid again, phone boy? Jeez. Listen to this breaking the balls. That's breaking the balls. Here. Breaking the, the balls. balls. All right. So I'm gonna. Put, I'm actually gonna upload the. I'm gonna. If you if, if if you have not seen this draw that I did, I'm gonna actually. I will put it in the show notes, of course, for everybody that is a. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm definitely a card. Oh, for whatever reason, it did not like that. Okay. This I'm gonna have to do it later because it says, oh, I don't like it. It's too big, or something. I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I'm not gonna. Not going to mess with it right now, but anyway, the, it, so I did. I did a Celt, I did a Celtic cross draw, and I'll, I'll have a link in the show notes to the draw, and you know, in it, and um, without really, you know, and, and you know, sometimes you use a Celtic cross draw to tease out a situation when you don't have a real specific question necessarily. You just you want to get you trying to get gather some information, and, and I knew that the cards were going to tell me something. I wasn't sure what. I drew the cards, so. Um, I didn't in, in, you know, and so without having, you know, I saw the, I saw the draw and I kind of looked at it and, and I didn't really, I I didn't spend a lot of time initially looking into the individual cards. I did a little bit later, but in the, in that first sort of sitting there and looking at it, it just, it it was, there was a very clear message there. And and, and it looks like that, yeah, this was a draw about her for sure. Right. And that she's probably going to have a little bit of a rough time. Um, it's interesting that the cards, I mean, it, it was as clear as day from looking at the cards, right? That, you know, and I, and I can tell, you know, again, just from knowing the, you know, knowing the situation at hand, it's probably true, right? Because, again, I, under, you know, I understand the situation that she's in, even if, she, even if I don't know the details. I, I, got a, I, got a, I got a good idea of the broad brushstrokes, so. Um, now, the first two cards in the draw, and which is um, it, it speak directly to the person in question and, 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 the, and the situation she finds herself in. Um, that for the first card in the draw uh, represents the present, and I drew a card that I've always associated with her in the past, and it would be the reverse Queen of Swords. So we're going to go into that card a little bit. And the second card, which too rep- bad that bitch won't fall on a fucking sword like her own. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's a, that's a discussion for another time. The second card, which represents the problem the querent is having, is represented by the reversed Two of Cups. Now, this card is a card that speaks to relationships. Which you know, obviously, as at the end of last week, yeah, that that, that we uh, were officially divorced. So, you know, I mean, yes, there's there's still some obligations there, but for the most part, it's 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 done over with. There's not much that can happen. So, um, uh, keep in mind that uh, when I do my tarot draws, I, I at least for the last uh, for the for for almost the la- last year or more, um, I've been using uh, Tarot de Marseille for my for my draws, which has some slightly different symbolism and, and different meanings for some of the cards. Um, you know, compared to say Rider Waite, which is what a lot of the modern tarot decks use. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the Queen of uh, the Queen of Swords. And in the, in the Tarot of Marseille, the Queen of Swords sits erect on her throne, holding her sword upright in her right hand. She looks out in the direction of her sword and gestures with her left hand. Okay, wait a minute. I, I just have to address this. If you read that, she sits erect on her throne with her sword in her right hand. She's jerking off. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue with this. Um. Um, she's a goddamn tranny. You know, <laughs> congratulations, you've locked up my brain. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Try the veal tip your waitress. <laughs> we're, we're, and we're only, and we're, we're not even 20 minutes into the show yet, and you've already locked up my brain. Okay. Um, so perhaps her sword is a symbol of her, of her proclamation. Definitely that. Um, and, the, and the queen of swords represents a strong intellect that lacks emotion. It seems weird when you consider that even mythological females are considered to represent emotion. But on this card, the woman is severe and poses with little feeling. The card represents the capacity of the intellect to judge and discern impartially without being influenced by emotions or feelings. And I have a feeling that I need to find this clip right here. <clears throat> Bullshit. Um, as a person, the Queen of Swords represents a mature female or feminine person who is chatty, quirky, for forthright and supportive she may be an air sign such as an aquarius gemini or a libra we'll come back to that in a second she's a woman who may have known loss or suffering herself and has gained much inner strength and wisdom from her experiences she is someone who will always defend those who cannot defend themselves she has strong empathy and is a great person to have in your corner if you are vulnerable as she will defend you however she will not suffer fools gladly and if you are in the wrong you can expect her to call you out on it without mincing her words she can have quite a sharp tongue on her at times she is strong quick-witted principled fair funny sophisticated independent and capable and will not be clingy or needy now it's worth noting that that's the upright version of the card. I drew it in reverse, which means that it has a slightly different meaning. Now, and I will say that some of those qualities that that, that are mentioned in the in the upright Queen of Swords, yes, that there are times when she can be, she has been, and can be those things. Um, but in this case, it's uh, you know this was this was reversed. So let's talk about that for a second. So in the general context, the Queen of Swords reversed can represent not learning from the past or not forgiving the past and using it as a stick to beat others around you with. This card can signify that an older or mature female in your life may try to drag you down by spreading malicious gossip about your being overly critical of you. It can also be an indication that you are feeling dependent on others, not getting the freedom and independence you crave. This card also represents being dysfunctional or infertile or having a cold or absent mother or an evil stepmother. Ooh, yeah, that could, okay. So, as a so um so as a person the Queen of Swords reversed represents from what you've told me about Mama Hefe yeah, that's pretty fucking accurate. She's yeah. a cold bitch. Where do you think her daughter learned it? Exactly. Um, as a person, the Queen of Swords reversed represents a mature female or feminine person who generally is not a nice character as she can be bitter, cruel, cold, unforgiving, and pessimistic. She may be an air sign such as Aquarius, Gemini, or Libra. Yeah, she's a Gemini in case you're curious. She's a woman who may have known loss or trauma herself, which she uses as justification to drag others down. Mm, mama's weight issues, anyone? Yeah. She can be spiteful, nasty, vindictive, and vengeful. She may lack empathy for others and can be obsessive and controlling. She is someone who may be overly critical or harsh to the people around her and can come across as a rude and very negative in reverse. The Queen of Swords reversed may also be a liar, cheater, disloyal, or just generally deceitful. Yeah, well. Okay. Uh, and, and you know, honestly, the caricature on that Arcana card looks a lot like your ex. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but you, you, there's a point. Um, now, the Queen of Swords reverse can also indicate that a bitter and nasty older woman may try to interfere in your relationship and cause trouble. Yeah, well, we kind of suspect that based on the, what, what's happened during things, but... This card can also indicate that you have come through a trauma or a bitter divorce. That's because she's been convinced the entire time, even prior to, that you had someone else. When, frankly, it wasn't true. But I suspect she may have. Because, you know, most often when 
you have someone who's accusing you of something, it's because they themselves are doing it. Just saying. Yeah. You got a good point there. Um, this card can also indicate that you have come through a trauma or a bitter divorce and are feeling pessimistic, negative, and possibly vindictive. In her case, I think that's the case. You need to give yourself time to grieve and release the pain or anger you are carrying. Don't take the sorrow you feel at the moment out on innocent people. You have a choice in how you deal with what you've been through. You can't change what's happened, but you can decide if you're going to let, going to learn from it and use it to become a better person or if you're going to let it change you for the worse. And quite honestly, I can think of no better card to represent my ex. Um, you know, I came, I, I came about that pretty, um, you know, pretty easily, yeah, pretty easily. Now, the other card that I think that, that, that there's, there's, there's more cards we're going to go over here, but another card I wanted to feature is the two of cups. Cause it's in, in, in the two of cups, which you'll recall I drew is the card representing the querent's problem is generally associated with loving relationships, reflecting the beauty and power that are created when two become one. It reflects balance, mutual respect and harmony in relationships between each other. There is no me, just us. And both parties focus on a mutually beneficial outcome or a win-win situation. Sometimes it reveals a relationship based on mutual attraction. In love, it reflects a clear, stimulating, encouraging and sincere exchange of emotions. That is the gift of a romantic relationship. Now, um, you know, in the two of cups symboli- symbolizes nurturing love, something creative, exclusive, inspiring, and satisfying. And in a spread, it is often a beautiful beginning of the romance in which there's a deep understanding, harmony, and love between the two souls. Gentleness and attention will bind your two hearts with a very close feeling. And in some cases, it may refer to marriage, proposals, and commitments. Even if a loving relationship isn't in your future, the two of cups can refer to a new partnership that will be created with balance, respect, and honor. Now, Again, this card was reversed, and I think, and, and so that sounds like a great card to get, and it is a great card to get if you, you know, if you're doing a love draw. Um, but uh, it's reversed a little bit different. Um, so, uh, and it, so when it's reversed, it implies some of the negative aspects of the cards, and these include immaturity and emotion, loneliness, inability to establish relationships, forbidden feelings by the family, fear of attachment, passi- passivity, and dissonance of a couple, and daydreaming about childish love. So the reverse two of cups may indicate difficulty creating new partnerships and new relationships because of a lack of trust or unresolved issues. Oh, boy. Yeah. And you may also be reluctant. Okay, to- are you sure you did this draw about you or me? Um, well, we've both. Yeah, we've both. Yeah, well, we both have had partners that have this issue. I think I, I didn't. I didn't draw it about my partner. I didn't draw it about yours. Um but uh, now you may be reluctant to open up and expose your true feelings because it can cause people to leave you or cause clumsiness. Your behavior becomes cautious and limited. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm fine with the way things are. Um, this reversed card can can announce a break or a lack of harmony within a relationship or partnership. Yeah, uh, divorce anyone? Um, and you can you cannot look at each other's eyes because there are tensions in the relationship. Yeah, that definitely. <laughs> we barely looked at each other for the better part of ten years. I think, or better, maybe fifteen years. Yeah. So um, each partner has had a hard time being really honest with each other, and as a result, the bonding is cut off. Yeah. Well, that was. Yeah. The. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna. There is a lack of mutual respect and understanding. And in the upright position, this card is a good omen because it shows a balance and an, and an emotional connection. But in reverse, the two of cups means you are in an unequal position. As if your partner thinks she is superior to you or her opinion is more important than than yours. So, um, now there's one other, there's, I, I, I've got one other card I want to dig into a little bit and I'll talk, and I've got, I've got, 
that that I'll, that I'll get a little more details on. And that would be the Four of Wands. And so, and this was the eighth card in my draw. It represents her ex internal influence, i.e. how the larger world impacts and or sees the situation. The Four of Wands announces the celebration, the good times, a happy family environment, harmony, and good news. Numerologically speaking, the number four symbolizes stability and solid foundations. It symbolizes a period of peace and joy in life after intense and difficult efforts. This is one of the most positive cards of the Terror of Marseille and signifies general good fortune, satisfaction, and achievement. It's the perfect time to gather with family and friends and to prepare lots of wonderful moments together. It sounds like a Hallmark card or something. Uh, Often, this card reflects the holiday period which you get when, when you get together as a family to celebrate. Alternately, it can be as easy to invite your closest friends for an intimate dinner and to share a few glasses of good wine. It, it often refers to a wedding, a commitment, the birth of a child, an anniversary, a graduation, or any other type of major celebration. If you've worked on a project, you will reach a milestone and you will have good reason to celebrate it. Because you have accomplished an important phase of the project, you can now be proud of what you've accomplished so far. If you've been confronted with disputes with others, yeah, the divorce is a dispute with someone else, the time will come to propose to make peace and to develop harmony in your relationships. This card encourages you when things seem too daunting. It reminds you that most things in life are not easy, and when you take a big step, you must be proud of everything you've accomplished. Also, it represents the transition from one stage to another and the transformation of past mistakes and obstacles into messages of peace, tolerance, and happiness. Now, another interpretation I've seen which I, I believe may be more relevant in the situation and is indicated by the imagery of the card, isel- card itself. It's, it's a stalemate. In the Marseille Tarot, the Four of Wands shows two wands by two wands in an X shape with a flower on the top and the bottom of the V of the X. The top flower is also bumping up against the border of the top border of the card. Now, and so... And I, and I do wonder if these if these uh, interpretations are really that different. Well, one can look at being restricted in some ways a form of stability, i.e. you know what constraints you're working under. Um, in terms of divorce, yes, things have finally reached a stable state. We have, we have final divorce papers signed by all parties and entered with the court. And yeah, we can truly begin to live our separate lives. Um, which, uh, yeah, we've got, uh, and then, you know, of course, there was a bunch of other cards in here, that, and, and I'll talk about them very briefly. So uh, I'm not going to do a deep dive on them, but, uh, but we'll say there was, a, there was a card that refers to her past, and it's represented by the Ten of Cups, which basically indicates she had everything she wanted. Well, not anymore. Uh, her future is represented by the Page of Cups, which can indicate a new but uncertain future. Uh, her conscious motivation is represented by the Seven of Wands, which indicates, uh, well, some conflict. And, and I see many possible places where this conflict will play out. Her unconscious motivation is represented by the Six of Wands, which typically indicates collaboration. She wants to. Now, she really needs to work with others in order to get out of the situation she's in. Now, her influence card is also not a surprise, the Queen of Pentacles. This card represents the person who has been keeping her afloat in more ways than one since this divorce began. That would be Mama Hefe. Um, her hopes and fears card, which, which I, it was funny because I went, when I went through the draw again, I realized I'd written down, I had, I had interpreted it as the wrong card. And the problem is, is that the, in the Marseille tarot, the names are in, uh, yeah, the, 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 the characters, even when they might be one way or the other, sometimes a little androgynous and also, um, yeah, the, it's, they're also in, the, the, the words are in French or something. So I, I, I sometimes miss them, but this is a, I, but it turns out the card that I had drawn there was the high priestess and, and it, it sort of changed changed my view on these things. Um, so, um, in this context, I believe refers to the fact that she doesn't she doesn't know herself the way she should. And if you actually look at the imagery of the card, there's a there's a book in front of her, but she's clearly not looking at it to, to know what's going on. Uh, so um, I'd say it's a mirror. 
Eh, well, that could be too. Um, she also doesn't want to be alone, which is the inevitable result of a divorce. And, and of course, the kids are also, you know, the, the kids are adults now. And, they, you know, uh, one, is, uh, living, one is living at home, uh, the other is uh, at school. And, you know, and of course, as soon as he finds, as soon as he figures out what the heck he's doing, he's going to, you know, he'll be out of there. And uh, so, but, um, you know, her future card, um, is uh, the reversed four of swords. We, again, we get it. We get, we get into another four, which you think is a stability situation, right? Um, it, it's, it, it, it is very much like that, but it also imposes a rigid, a rigid framework, right? It's cause, it, cause it's because it is a, um, you know, there, there's a bit, there's a bit of, uh, yeah, there, there's some stability, but obviously, yeah, you're constrained a bit. Now, um, Given this card's reversed, the more negative aspects of this are highlighted, namely that the fact that you feel like that you're that you are trapped and you don't have an alternative. Um, now, and given the constraints that she now has to operate under, uh, absent you know major change in her circumstances, I think that's probably true. Now, again, much of what the tarot told me in this draw, I already knew or suspected. So the draw, but the draw just helped me to complete the picture and give me a sense of closure on this chapter of my life. This is a big, you know, get, after you've been married to somebody for 25 years, finally getting those divorce papers. And said, and said the next sort of major milestone will be when, when the, when the, uh, you know, when the spousal support stops. But, um, so, um, but, um, you know, I just, meanwhile, I can just look at the situation as, you know, yet another bill I have to pay, right? It's not something that is, uh, um, you know, not, it's not something I'm, I'm I spend a lot of time, uh, uh thinking about well she's Uh, been a financial drain on you for 25 fucking years what's five more yeah i guess um so now okay so i went um so this is where i didn't this is where i didn't intend to go in this but i as i started working on it i'm like i need to i need to go through this and and this is this is so this is so yes this is a little bit personal yeah and this is and this is me um making some um um, yeah, this, this is this is this, this is me kind of uh, doing doing the work, so to speak. Uh, and you know, and honestly, I have plenty of reasons to be angry at my ex for everything that she did uh, or didn't do over the last twenty five years. And 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 um, you know, a prime example of this, in which this this is something I will put in this is something I will put in the chat because I can because I can find the link for it uh, immediately, and I'll put it in the chat. It will also be in the show notes if you're listening. But uh, y'all had to, y'all had to take a look at this. This is this is uh, this is a notebook that she gave me 25 years ago or, or 20 years ago. I'm sorry. Um, as, as a Christmas present. Um, and, um, and it's notable not only for what it says, but what it doesn't say. And, you know, and you can, and it, again, I, I literally took pictures of it and, and put it on a webpage. Uh, so there's nothing to misinterpret. You're seeing her handwriting and her, and her words from, from, uh, from December, 2002. So, um, you know, but, um, and even with everything she did, including all the shenanigans during the divorce and yeah, the whole weaponizing the children against me, I'm not anywhere near as I'm not, I'm not really angry at her. And, and my co-host has got more than enough anger for the both of us, I think. Um, but, as you'll see during our interlude today. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, um, you know, the, the one thing I will have to say, I, I have to wait a minute. That wasn't what I was going for. I was trying to change soundboards. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, this, you know, I get... <laughs> yeah. What y'all didn't see behind the mic was I had just took a sip, and when he did that, it went up my nose. God <laughs> damn it, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, this is... I, I guess that's a payback for locking your brain up earlier in the show, possibly. Uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah, but anyway, um, in the word, I, 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 I quote the great Billy Joel. I, I actually got... This is this is probably something for Toast and Jam now that I think about it, but uh, yeah, this... I don't care what you say anymore, this is my life. Go ahead with your own life. Leave me alone. 
Yeah, and we'll we'll play that in the. I'm sure we'll play that uh, in, in Studio 33. Uh, that's but uh, yeah, that's off the album 52nd Street. Um, uh, in case you in case you're curious, but uh, yeah. So and this is this is okay. And this is where we get into the you know what kind of what um, you know the the, the, the you know I get, I, this question I get from folks is what about your kids, right? So um, yeah, my children, I think once they get away from her and grow up a bit, I think they're eventually going to come around and find and, and try to and, and try to understand things from my side. Uh, I have nothing above my own personal experience with this as, as a child of divorced parents, but it, it, it's something I vowed I would never do to my children when I got married. Unfortunately, yeah, you know, I think I stayed married a little bit too long and, uh, you know, and yeah, unfortunately that happens now. And unfortunately, I haven't talked to my kids since I filed the paperwork to divorce their mother in January of 2022. Given the events leading up to that, I felt the best course of action would be to maintain radio silence. Even though the divorce is largely over at this point, I still feel like it's a, it's the in, uh, it's the best course of action at the moment, and it's a natural consequence of the actions that both children took during this process, or didn't, as the case may be. Now, it's to say I don't love my kids and I don't think about them often. Uh, my son, who graduated in college in May of 2022, was uh, living at home, and he's uh, so successful. Yeah, if he still does not have a job in the field for which he went to school, which, uh, yeah, according to his LinkedIn profile, uh, still appears to be the case, he's probably bearing the brunt of his mother's anger, both for his own failings and for mine, given the, my boy and I aren't uh, that dissimilar in a lot of ways. Um, but um, the situation with my daughter is a bit different. Unlike my son, who was an active participant in certain shenanigans that occurred in the night of the insurrection, my daughter really didn't do or anything. But, you know, of course, what, uh, you know, like Getty Lee says. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Yeah, and she did. Now, it, it, for those of you who listened uh, to Studio 33 and get all the way to the end, I usually end it with Goodnight Gracie. Now, for those who are familiar with the classic bits by George Burns and Gracie Allen, the reference is obvious. Now, it's also the reason Gracie has the name she does, so it serves a dual purpose, and it's one of the handful of things her mother and I actually agreed upon <laughs> at any point in 25 years. Well, considering the fact she trapped you by getting knocked up with the little fuck trophy. Yeah, let's... Yeah, so... Now, in the kid, in the end, when the kids are ready to hear my side of the story, I'm willing to tell it to them. Of course, I've been telling y'all my side of the story from the beginning, so maybe they've heard it and they've become more firm in their decision to stay away from me. I don't and, and won't know unless they tell me themselves. And even if they are my kids, they're adults who made their own adult decisions in the situation. And while I firmly believe they have been misled and are likely being put out, put through hell by, by their mother right now, there's nothing I can do to affect any of this. Instead, I choose to focus my energy on my present, which looks very different from my past and sadly does not include my children. When my kids are ready to find out the truth, they will seek it out and, and seek me out. I don't believe they will do so anytime soon if my own personal experience is any indication. They'll eventually come around and realize that maybe I'm not the bad guy they probably think i am i love you both jane and gracie and uh with that i think we will um i think i think we're gonna we're going to uh play the uh, cavalcade of stupidity here which has actually been altered a little bit because <clears throat> sir rev cyber having issues with his electronics and also he's having truck trouble he's broke down again so ultimately i told him no worries i've got the perfect song to pinch hit for this week's cavalcade of stupidity so for you all i present my words to foam boys x <laughs> Ho, pedalheads, and welcome to the Rev Cyber Truckers Cavalcade of Stupidity. You are a cunt.
Start our toast and jam, and we'll play the full version of that Studio Thirty Three after the show. Yeah, exactly. So, um, all right. So you want to? Uh, you've got, yeah. Uh, Actually, right. we <clears throat> for those who don't know, it's yeah. official Drink Wine Day, February eighteenth. Oh, well, okay, nineteenth or okay, whatever the you, fuck the date is. So I'm going to open this here bottle of wine while phone boy vamps. Oh, you're going. Oh, I thought I was going to do that because you've got the stories here. So. Um, no, I'm making you do the fucking work for a change. Oh, you are. Okay. Well, I'll talk about the things that I know I can talk about here. So let's. So, um, as you know, that during the off hours, I actually streamed some. Um, that I have some music playing here from my uh, uh, personal stash of music that that I that I uh, uh, that we, they randomly put things on. We we talked about. Uh, so we actually did mess with this over um, uh, last night. I was messing with it, uh, adding some more tracks to it, and uh, yeah, we also. Uh, we were said while uh, while my partner in crime was uh, working her ass off, and she'll talk about that in a second. Um, yeah, we were actually she was at, we were actually streaming our stream in the in the car with uh, with folks, and we we then yeah that that uh, which made it made for interesting listening, interesting conversations with her writers, yeah, especially when Sam Kinison comes on talking about Jessica Hahn and talking. About you know Monty Python's playing with the sin on my face. She got the pussy. Yeah, you know, say, you know, little, little sayings like that, right? It does make for some interesting things. So we're, we're tweaking things a little bit here, and um, but yeah, we I think we might on, on next Friday night we might do a rideshare edition of Studio Thirty Three. We'll just pop on the stream and we'll we'll post a we'll post a note on No Agenda Social uh, if we decide to do that. Uh, dare I ask what happened? No, you probably don't want to know. B- bad things happen. Well, well, all right. Well, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. Um, yes. I apparently I need to keep vamping. This is how this goes. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. Apparently, I've got. Yes, I. You know, you fucked up. Yeah. Uh, you know, you wanted to. You were the one who wanted to do the wine. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, it depends on how much of a mess we're going to have here. I might need to look at this and go and go figure it out. But uh, uh, yeah. Um, but okay. Well, very okay. Whatever you will. I'm sure you're going to surprise me with whatever it is you're doing here. Um, no, I broke the fucking cork. <laughs> yeah. That. Oh God. Oh boy. That's, that's what happens when you smoke weed every day. Fuck you! I got the fucking cork stuck on the cork <laughs> Okay, do I need, do I need to go over there right now? Yes. Never mind. You should have seen it. Never mind. Yes, I know you should have seen it. Never mind. This is great. So, um, all right. So the. Uh, all right, so I guess the I guess which which of these things do we want to talk about? I guess we could talk about the uh, the fight that we had over algebra. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's. Yeah, this is why we. This is this kids is why we need to drink. It's called algebra. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, one of the ma- the one of the ma- I the electronic wasn't important. Uh, what, what electronic are we talking about? Oh, that one right there. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> 
You might have gotten it drunk. Oh well, th- well, you you know what they you know what they say. I wish I yeah, the, I don't have the tongue as drunk loaded on here, but uh, I probably well, I saved it. Okay. If anything, it was the Jack. Okay. Well, that's fine. Okay. There. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna cheers now. You guys should probably uh, take your mute button off here. Um, yeah, for a change, I'm the one who needs to take my hands off of the mute button. That's right. Well, and, and quite honestly, um, yeah. After this glass of wine, I'm pretty sure Phone Boy will be effectively drunk for the Studio 33 after party. Uh, yeah. Well, here you need to. Are you gonna? Are we gonna cheers? Because this of is. Of course we are. You must simply be patient because my tablet went to sleep because it hates me. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So there you I go. love you, my love. I love you. So, all right, I know you're dying to hear about the tales from Rideshare, mm-hmm. so we're going to tell them about them. Well, <laughs> it's been kind of inactive, in a sense, the last few weeks. There haven't been any really good stories. And I'm not going to say last night had good stories. Last night was weird. There was a lot of weird shit going on last night. I had a dude who, I ended up driving him all over the place because... He sets the destination for this doctor's office. We get there, and he's like, this isn't the right place. And I'm thinking, you're the one that set the fucking thing. So he tells me another address, because he's sure that's what it is. We drive all the way to that address. Nope, that's not it either. So we finally locate the correct one, which is about four miles away. And I'm like, why don't we call and make sure they're open? Yeah, they closed at 4.30. It was currently 20 after 5. He never bothered to check if they were going to be open because they told him, oh, just come in any time to get it done. Wouldn't you think you would want to know what time they worked until, you know, because it's not something you have to make an appointment for. But hey, maybe that's just my logical mind. So I end up bringing him back home. And he doesn't even tip me the way he was supposed to tip me. So, Yeah. I hope I never fucking see him again. But other than that, that's fine. I ran my ass off last night. I had just very strange, very strange customers. And I made good money. But I'm going to have to start running like hell every day in order to get back to where I need to be financially and still keep up my studies, which is where the algebra fight comes in. Because my most recent week has been encompassed about a week and a half's worth of stress on just algebra itself. And let me make no bones about the fact that algebra is my kryptonite. I suck. Yeah, well, you know, there's, I mean, seriously, like algebra for some folks, it's... Yeah, and that's me. Okay, that's totally me. And the I threw things, I screamed. I even made Phone Boy yell at me at one point because I pissed him off so bad. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's yeah, this is the fight. And he's the most fighting. mellow dude. Yeah, he says it wasn't a fight. It was a disagreement. Uh, it was conflict. It was a conflict, but it was not a- I'm like, what the fuck would you call a fight? Like, where does this come in your definition set? I'm like, oh my God. But I have to admit, when he yelled at me, it, it kind of turned me on. <laughs> Gotta admit. I'll cradle the balls, stroke the shaft, work the pipe, swallow the gravy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Stewardess, I speak jive. Absolutely. There you go. Um, yeah, now... Related to yeah, related to that, uh, we were doing this. Is, we're, we're, we're helping you with your stats homework, and you had to yes. 
and there was a... I had a question that I had to do the mean, median, and mode, I believe, on Democrat, Republican, or Independent in this particular word problem. And so, of course, you know, D's represented Democrats, I's for Independents, R for Republicans. So you've got a bunch of D's, R's, and I's on the screen. And, of course, I'm trying to count the D's. So what, of course, does Mr. Helpful Phone Boy do? One little, two little, three little Democrats, four little, five little, six little Democrats. I'm like, you're a fucker. Because I can't get that song out of my mind now. Every time, I swear, if that's if that question shows up on my final or my math test for this sadistics class, I'm screwed because I'm just going to burst into laughter and be all done. They're just going to look at me like I've gone completely all sixes and sevens. Bastard. Ten little Democrats who can't get shit done. That's right. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. I, I, I need. I need to give. I need to give myself. I need to give myself an ITM. I, I wish I could. I wish I could actually do it here. This is. This is because like, this is one of the few times you've got to actually. You know, you got to actually play the clip because that's one of the few times it's appropriate. In the morning. Yeah. Truth. Um, I'm just telling you, when it comes to this fucking algebra shit... I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I can't do it. I, just, I can't. But Phone Boy was nice enough to order me Algebra for Dummies, like No Lie, and a workbook. So I'm going to be trying to get my head wrapped around this before this test so that I can keep my moderately decent grade in that class. So then the last thing we want to talk about... Okay, I'm going to tell you all a little behind-the-mic secrets here. Every morning, now it doesn't matter if I have to work or if I have school, phone boy will get up, he will go downstairs, pay the extortion to the cat in the form of treats and foot rubs, and make coffee. And he will bring me coffee. This morning, as we were working on show content, he did the same wonderful thing, brought me coffee. He drank all of his coffee, and he wanted me to make him more coffee. I was finishing up with some of the content that I was working on. I said, okay, as soon as I'm done doing the content, I'll go downstairs. I'll make you coffee. In the meantime, you can have a sip of my coffee. I went downstairs. I made coffee. I started laundry and I worked on some show content. I came back upstairs. I said, okay, I'll take my cup of coffee back now. There were two swallows left in the fucking cup. What? Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I cannot make this up he literally siphoned my fucking coffee cup just about dry. Two swallows. Why'd you even bother leaving two swallows? Why didn't you just drink the whole fucking thing? Do you know how bad you sound? Well, Shirley, you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I, I could not believe he drank all my coffee. And then, and then it gets worse, y'all. I'm on the phone with my mom and I'm telling her this story about how he drank all but two swallows of my coffee. And from the background in my mom's house, I hear coffee. I love hearing you say it. Say it again, because Wookie's breaking my ass over the way I say coffee. Because there's times when I say coffee. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you! <laughs> well. Fuck you too! All right, then. At least we agree on something. <laughs> okay, so... Um, now, there's a couple of boostograms I forgot to read um, that I want to get to um, from from, uh, the weekend, from, uh, from last weekend's festivities. We've got uh, uh, Dane Boostysteed had, uh, had, had asked for some Bootsy Collins uh, 
33 sats. Uh, NetNed uh, said, was that dirty song about Sammy Hagar, 2,000 sats? Um, let's see, Phoenix uh, uh, boosted with 33 33 sats. NetNed is, Net is throwing shade again. Give me why can't this be love? And then, uh, for, <laughs> for, uh, who the fuck muted phone boy? I yeah, bet it was phone boy. Uh, yeah, somebody muted me. I don't know. I, I think you're going to have to tell everybody that story again since you fucked up. Uh, yes, yeah. I, you know, you fucked up. What did, where was I? <laughs> you expect I was paying attention? Well, you paid attention enough to bust my fucking balls. No, I was feeding the trolls, actually. Bemrose was who pointed it out. I didn't give a fuck. Your mute button was on. It made my life easier. <clears throat> Bullshit. You're right. Now Wookie's, now Wookie's tapping my wrist going, can't hear him. We have so many people monitoring your mute buttons. Yeah, exactly. Monitoring the mute buttons. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this is what happened. So, you might want, what you were doing was you were reading the boosts you had not previously uh, okay. addressed. Okay. So, da- okay, so Dame Boosty Steed at 30. 3333 sats uh, had boosted for some Bootsy Collins. Uh, NetNed said, was that dirty song about Sammy Hagar, 2000 sats? And Phoenix, NetNed is throwing shade again. Give me Why Can't This Be Love for 3333 sats. And then Piranesi did a Sharon D- Jones and the Dap Kings, Midnight Rider for 11,590 sats. We appreciate all the, the boostergrams we get here. We do. We love it. And if you want to get in on this boostergram party, you know, join us for Studio 33, where you can put your requests in the chat. You can email them to us you can text them to us you can call us and put them on the voicemail you can hit us in the back channel however you choose to do it yeah so join us for studio 33 and splash the walls with satoshis like our faithful pedal heads do that's right um yeah so we got so now we're going to get into our um our, to our to our uh, topic du jour, the the refire topic, which is oh, you mean fa- the stuff they actually came to hear, and not the shit about your divorce? Yeah, something like that. That well, just kidding. T- talking about well, we're talking about love stories, right? And, we and, we we are, and and there's voicemails that go along with that. Yeah, there's also there? a t- there's also a text message from Tigger that says the Phoenix and Phone Boy love story. Yeah, she told me that when I said this is a topic for the week you need to weigh in. She's like, my favorite love story is yours. I'm like, what? Well, there you go. I'm well, like, are you serious right now? And yeah. she's like, yeah. I'm like, well, how can that be your favorite? Because it's my favorite. Yeah, well, you know, of course, of course, I think we could also say that our favorite love story is the the one that sort of started, which was uh, Princess Bride. Yeah, I mean, if we're going cinematically, Princess Bride all day long is yeah, the quintessential the, love story. Yeah, that, but that is, uh, but yeah, we didn't specify, so that's a beautiful. That's thing. true. But, yeah, so so right. we probably got a wide array, which I love. Yeah, so we got some voicemails, and so we're going to start with uh, this one right here. Okay, oh my god. <laughs> you guys, it's gone. He's gone. He's toast. Check him out. He's done. Bro, I'm experiencing the Phoenix effect right now. Uh, yeah. Um, how you guys doing? You guys doing anything special for uh Valentine's Day? You know. Something fun. Anyway, we're actually gonna do something tonight. Well dinner and whatnot, and uh yeah, cause she was sick. She called me and she's like, I can't taste my food or I can't taste anything, so let's not do anything tonight. But yeah, it's just an excuse to hang out and yeah, have fun. So, all right, uh, greatest love story. Ah, uh, 
I mean, there's something about uh, laying down one life and Jesus and whatnot. First thing that comes to mind, but uh, beyond that, I mean, I can't say I have a I can't say I have a favorite. I mean, I guess we go with my favorite, marry my wife. That was, that was my favorite. Should have got married a few years earlier, but we we were literally just acquaintances and then became friends and best friends and just kept it at that because we didn't want to mess up friendship and and whatnot. And uh, got to the point where like she's known me half her life. So kind of crazy with that. And uh, so I'm just going to be selfish and go with that. But, uh, yeah, so there's there's there, there's be that, as they might say, or is being said right now. Uh, yeah, but it's a lovely day here in uh, California, IA, FEMA Region 9. There's actually this thing called Sun Out, which is uh, kind of weird. But, uh, yeah. All right. I love the gas. So dangerous. And, you know, whether it's sunny or it's rainy, whether there was ice on your car this morning or, I don't know, a tree fell on your house, go ahead and say, Ka-ka! Did you say it? No. I think you need to say it again. All right. Come on. A little bit louder. Come on. A little bit louder, you guys. Ka-ka! Ka-ka! <laughs> oh, God. There we go. All right. Don't you feel better now? All right. Have a wonderful day. Oh, thank you, Christopher Battle. There goes everybody's speakers. Anybody with earphones in, we apologize because you no longer have eardrums, so you can't hear our apology. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, there there was there was. Oh, I'm trying to find the show title that I didn't write down because I was because I was trying to participate. Uh, uh, there was something about let's see uh, that yeah that dangerous. Well, I mean, that's murder a, my wife was mur- a good one. Yeah, that was yeah when she was say, when she was saying Mary my, married my wife, it became murder my wife. <laughs> um, and yeah. honestly, that is such a sweet story that his favorite love story is, you know, him marrying his wife and how long they had known each other and et cetera. That is so sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's training whether there's ice in your car is more than a tree telling your house, a tree telling your house. I think <laughs> a tree telling your house. I don't know what it's telling it, but yeah, exactly. That's there's lots of I mean, we, we also got let's see what else I wrote down. Uh, the Phoenix effect. I had to write that down for sure. Hell yeah. Uh, the life in Jesus and whatnot. There's another one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, your mom's swallowing sausages. <laughs> Fucking blue douche. All right, now, let's go for the next caller, shall we? Shall we? Yeah, let's do this. Hola, this is Vox. I'm in Monterrey, and um, I wasn't even going to call in to this one because my answers are going to be so absolutely freaking boring, but you sent me a personal invite, so now I have to. My favorite love story, obviously, is my own right? Because I'm ridiculously happy. My smoking hot husband is the most amazing man I've ever met. And so that's, that is the best love story of the whole world. But like the whole thing is very, you know, it's trite. It was love at first sight, uh, some shakiness in the beginning because of uh, both of us, you know, had like, he was married, I was dating someone. um, So we had to overcome those obstacles before we could be together, but it's definitely worth it. It's fabulous. And um, now we're death do us part people. So yay. But I think really the, the object where you were headed with this question was more like, 
what's your favorite love story, as in, you know, literature or cinema or something like that. So I'll tell you my favorite classic love story, and it's super boring. It's um, uh, Pride and Prejudice. I, you know, Jane Austen, who, how can you not love that? It was wonderful. And my favorite modern love story, also incredibly trite, is Love Actually, particularly the the Hugh Grant character and uh, I, I don't know the actress's name, but Natalie, right? The Prime Minister and Natalie. And see, in that scenario, I would have completely screwed it up because I think Billy Bob Thornton is way hotter than Hugh Grant, so I would have fucked it up completely. But Natalie didn't. Like, she dug on Hugh Grant, and so, you know, long live love, actually. And long live the Lotus Effect. Have a great show and a great evening. Well, thank you, Vox. We appreciate that. That is so sweet. And honestly, I agree completely with the love, actually. Personally, if we're going cinematic, if we're going to go with something a little kind of cliche, Dan in real life holds a special spot in my heart. And I'm so glad I'm not the only one. Let's just be honest, as uh, as far as the girls go, because I can't talk for your side, phone boy. But as a woman who was married, you were married, we did not intend to fall in love with each other. It just happened. And sometimes you just have to go with what the universe wants you to do, as we were talking about earlier today behind the mic, that when you're living the way you should be living, the universe has a plan and it guides you to fulfillment of that plan and sends you things like the vision of the love card. And for me, something we forgot to talk about in our Toast and Jam section mm-hmm was I got a love letter from the Department of Homeland Security and Transportation saying, hey, how you doing? We ain't talked to you in a while. Just wanted to let you know your medical certification for your CDL expires in April. Yeah. So a decision for Christ has been made on my part, and I'm not renewing it, which means I'm going to officially be closing that chapter of my life and renouncing my commercial driver's license to a regular pleb once again because that will enable me to fulfill the destiny the universe has directed me toward yeah, I get, it, 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 yeah my it, chosen career yeah, field it, it, via it, school. Yeah, it, it closes, it for sure closes the old way. I mean, I think it's when we it when does. we talked about it, I think it was important that we, you know, it's, this is this is the universe giving you a gut check. Like, you, you want to oh do Oh my this. God, yes. Yeah, so there you because, go. Because, I mean, I did have a very physical reaction to thinking I sat down with Tigger and we were talking on the phone and I thought about what the last essentially 15 years of my life has meant and also the things that have occurred during that and I can't yeah I don't know it it's just been really it's been really visceral because you spend that long doing a particular job and then you literally take away the ability to do that job. Because ultimately, that's what this comes down to, is if I don't renew that medical certification, I'm not going to be able to keep that license. And yes, I can get it back, but I would have to go get recertified. I may have to actually go through some classes for you know, re-education or some other such bullshit. But ultimately, that is the all-in moment 
in my life right now is renouncing that license because that's truly showing the universe that I am 100% committed to the path that I'm currently on educationally and professionally and then I'm all in. Now there you go. Yeah, and I I agree with that. I think it's, um, yeah. By the way, on the last voicemail, uh, Dead Do Us Part was the- Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that that was a potential show title from that that thing. Um, Now we got a a new text just came in. Uh, It says, hi, this is Wookie and my favorite love story is an officer and a gentleman. That's a good one, yeah. Oh, hell yes. Nice classic. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Wookie. Love that. Absolutely. Yeah, and then uh, we've got one more voicemail. By the way, you guys, can uh, if you guys are listening live, you want to you want to uh, jump in on this? Yes, yeah, not too late. Two five three two three seven three three two one. Yeah, and do tell it. us what your favorite love story is. Much like this caller did. Phoenix and phone boy. Phoenix and phone boy. Hey, what is my favorite love story? I I really hmm, I, I might have a couple. Uh, they're pretty. You know, I guess we're talking about the fictionalized. Uh, either uh, just in book or in movie. I'd probably just fall to the movie. I really haven't read too much romantic novelettes or anything like that. So uh, Romeo and Juliet, obviously, aside, which is not my favorite, but I would say um, Notebook is a great one. And then also the movie Click, which is kind of like interesting because, well, Anyway, but yeah, I'd say those are those are my uh, two favorite uh, love stories. I can't think of anything else that would really be good. I can't fall into the trap of picking. I don't know. Those for guys, I guess you know you can acquiesce to the notebook part of it. You know, uh, there is a bit of a a journey on the uh, the person of the dude uh, in terms of uh, uh, forging ahead in in light of uh, obstacles. You know, it's like you know what he's just going to go towards the future that he wanted. But, um, but you know, the future that he wanted just so happened to have that person return in his life, so it's pretty cool. Um, I think Click, though, is a great one. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the um, Scrooge uh, story, right, where he goes through uh, going forward and thinking that he gets to experience an alternative reality, and then he wakes up or something like that, and he's like, oh, shit, uh, that was all a dream, and uh, I had this... Uh, this insight now in terms of present day of what I'm doing with myself and um, I can make a change now. So I tell you what, sometimes I wonder if I'm in a dream. I'll tell you what, it is a funky ass trip. Funky ass trream. Oh, don't take Valerian word. Um, unless you want really, really good at dreams. It's like, uh, and then uh, if you, if you do, I would say take three times the amount that's on the bottle. Great vivid dreams. The only problem is, is that Valerian smells like dirty, Athletic socks, for some reason. It's really stinky. But, uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Anyways, uh, talk to you later, Phoenix and Phone Boy, on the Lotus Podcast. Yeah, well, I actually, I was trying to figure out who that was. I don't think it was who I thought it was. So, uh, I don't know. But thank you, caller. We definitely appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, we appreciate it. And sharing that. your opinion on a love story. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I will say Gravy the Dreams was a potential show. Oh, I love that. Yeah, exactly. That was and I, I have to say something. Thinking about it, and I know this is going to be really cliche, so, you know, get get your boots on because it's going to get sappy all up in the pedals. But I think one of my, also one of my favorite love stories is, is the love that I found for myself when I met you. Yeah, well, it's, you can't love anybody else if you don't love yourself. That's for damn sure. 
And I've heard that a lot. Yeah. So, um, all right. So you guys want? Yeah. See, Brooklyn, we were thinking the same thing that it was Sir A One Sauce. But I. But that does. But that's not his number. That's way it actually. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's the only reason it came up. It could be. We, we have a but lot it of. Does people. sound so much like him. Oh my god. Yeah. But we do. We have a lot of pedal heads. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's all good. But uh, yeah, you. If you want to sound off on this uh, on this thing, two five three two three seven three three two one, and tell us about it. Um, and I also want to add in there are two other couples that. Watching their love story has been really endearing in my life. The first one was my Aunt Marie and Uncle Fig. Yeah. They were the first couple I actually saw who were not afraid in, in their, you know, adult life. Not like teenagers trying to, you know, lick each other's face off. But they were the first, quote unquote, adults that I saw that actually openly expressed their affection for one another. You know, by giving each other a kiss or holding hands or something like that. I mean, my mom and dad would, you know, give each other a kiss and hug before they left. But that's about all there was. There wasn't the cutesy, we're in love stuff that I saw with my aunt and uncle. So that was the first time. And then my friend Bernie and his wife, Gloria, they had an amazing love story. He absolutely worshipped her and she knew how lucky she was to have him. He was an amazing guy. And I know that she misses him every day, even though she's, I think she's even remarried, but that's none of my business. I'm not sticking my nose in, you know, her life, her happiness, and, and I wish her well, but I do miss my friend. And he did teach me a lot about remembering what I wanted from a relationship and seeing the relationship he had with her really kind of reminds me of a little bit of what I have with phone boy because it's just so pure and it's so easy and it's beautiful and and you know with, with the fact that their anniversary their wedding anniversary had been Valentine's Day I, I think it's kind of fitting to you know tell that little snippet because I mean, what a hell of a day to get married. Of course, you know, getting married the day after Christmas wasn't exactly any more sane. But, you know, I've I've erased that mistake. Too bad I don't have that clip handy. Yeah. But irrelevant to the fact, I do and have spoken of the fact that I believe that Bernie had a hand in, you know, maybe my having you in my life. Because I know we spoke on many countless nights as we were driving through unknown parts of the world about what I really wanted and what I wished I had had with my ex. All I ever really wanted was to just be loved and to be accepted for the love that I gave the person in my life and to be treated with dignity and respect, which is all and more of what phone boy gives me. So thank you, my love. I love you. And ours is my favorite love story of all time, cinematic or yeah, I, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's the only love story that, that matters to me. So, um, all right, um, we have another voicemail. So we got we got somebody somebody else had called in, um, and um, yeah, we, we're gonna so we're gonna play this voicemail and uh, we'll see what we get here. Everybody knows, by the way. Hi Phoenix. Hi Fun Boy. Pardon the sinuses. Yeah, starting cat for it. Let's just not go there. Anyway, best and favorite love story of all time: John McClane. And Hans Gruber. I mean, okay, yes, they had such a tumultuous start to their love affair. I mean, you know, John just happened to run off with Hans's detonators. I mean, he was just trying to prove how much Hans meant to him. 
And you know the phrase, if you love someone, set them free, and if they love you, they'll come back? Okay, yeah, so John let him go, I mean, was on the top of a 30-second floor of a building, and yeah, Hans might not come back immediately, but it happened. I mean, that's got to prove something. <laughs> anyway, love you all. Take it easy. I'm going to go snort me some, uh, I don't know, Sudafed, something like that. I don't know. I've got snortable stuff here somewhere. Just medicinal, not the other stuff. I wanted none. Uh, never mind. You know what? My brain's on vacation. Fuck it. Love you all. Bye. Love you, Dame Bemrose. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you a million times. Well, let's, that let's, was great. Let's see. Uh, two show titles potentially from that pregnant sinuses. <laughs> <laughs> Them pregnant sinuses will get you every time. Uh, snort me some. You know, that's what happens when your nose starts running. It's your pregnant sinuses uh, water breaking. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Would it be the Lotus Effect if Phone Boy wasn't misfiring clips? And this is just so wrong. Yeah, no shit. Anyway. But, you know. They had a great goddamn time. And that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Hans Gruber does come back. That is that is a beautiful love story. It's it's a, I love that it's, movie. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a love story in a Christmas movie all in one. That's right. It's because a force, remember, it's a, it, yeah, it's a, it's a, remember. It's, there's it's, people who think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie and those who are wrong. That's right. And I was going to say it's a floor wax and a dessert topping. <laughs> Had water makes its own sauce. Yeah, exactly. Just saying. Okay, I think I think we're finally out of the the the, the, the toast and jam. You uh, mean people have stopped sharing? Yes, everyone hug and share a secret. Apparently, that got shared during the. I if somebody, if somebody, okay, if somebody listening, <laughs> Siri, <laughs> bitch. Okay, if somebody can tell me that was listening to No Agenda on on Thursday when uh, why Darren O'Neill pulled out my the the, uh, the everyone hug and share a secret clip from my website, I actually would be curious about the story about that. I guess I need to listen to the show to find out. Uh, yeah, fuck you, Siri is is definitely uh, is definitely correct. I think that's a show title. Yeah, fuck you, Siri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that I think I have to write that down. All right, so um, I believe we are to the we are to the second half of the show, and that is that that is you, and and you're laughing. Uh, okay, yeah, what? Yeah, because my sausage fingers just typed gummy nerfs. That's a yeah. show title. Make yeah. that a show title. Gummy nerfs. Gummy nerfs. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so nonetheless, yes, it is the second half of this shit show, and we're going to be talking because Phone Boy had asked me to highlight a love oil, and the first oil that I came across in the context of love was sandalwood. Now, I'm a fan, and anyone who has smelled this, I believe, becomes an instant fan. It's, it's an amazing scent. So sandalwood essential oil actually comes from the wooden roots of the Santellum album or the East Indian sandalwood tree. And it's extracted through steam distillation of pieces of the wood from the matured sandalwood trees, which are between 40 and 80 years old, although the 80 year old ones are preferred. Now, the older the tree, the more oils available and the aroma stronger. The main constituents that make up the oil are beta san Tilol, santil acetate, and santilines. The free alcohols found in sandalwood oil are known as santinol, or santilol, sorry. And they're responsible for its sense and its effects. 
And to meet the international standard for authentic sandalwood oil, it has to be a minimum of a free alcohol level of 90%. So to, to improve your chances of finding the authentic oil, check the label for signs that it's derived from the Santalum album. Words like scented oil and perfumed oil might indicate that they're a synthetic product. And you don't want to mess with that, especially if you're going to be using it for medicinal purposes. If you're using it just for to smell something up, like scent a candle or something, which I've started making candles, and I'm thinking about creating my own Etsy account to sell them. So if any pedal heads are interested in candles, I will be taking custom orders once I can get all of the materials together and get the bugs worked out of the situation. But on to the show! Now, the sandalwood tree is one of the most valuable trees in the world. Its products are used across the globe, and in addition to its uses in perfumes and air fresheners, its oil can go beyond smell. And it's, it's also used for a flavoring agent in foods, which I was not aware of prior to my research. I thought that was quite interesting. I'm not really sure what foods you would flavor it with, but hey, whatever. Now, it does have some health benefits, and it's prized in the field of alternative medicine. It's traditionally used to help treat a variety of conditions, despite there not being scientific testing. But then again, there's a lot of stuff that hasn't had scientific testing that works phenomenally in the field of uh, homeopathy. So I'm not that worried about that. And it's usually traditionally been used for centuries in East Indian, I'm sorry, the East Indian variety has been used for centuries in Ayurvedic medicine, the folk medicine of India, and it's been used in traditional Chinese medicine. Now, in aromatherapy, it's used to promote mental and physical health outcomes, and many ancient cultures practiced aromatherapy, and it remains a popular practice among some people today. And like I said, there is a lack of studies evaluating the health benefits But that's okay, (laughs) because try it, is all I'm saying. I've used it for a lot of the stuff that I'm going to feature, and it really does work really, really well. And there's some studies that have supported the idea that it has health benefits. And one of the health benefits that it has is that it's effective as a natural sunscreen. It's rich in moisturizing ingredients, which keeps the skin from getting dry and chapped on warm summer days. And it includes anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties, which helps the skin ward off infection and sunburns. So the next time that you're going to go out and enjoy a little bit of that hot ball in the sky, you might want to think about taking a couple drops of sandalwood and putting it For every tablespoon of carrier oil, like avocado, jojoba, almond, things like that, you use two to three drops. And then you just apply it like you would sunscreen and head outside. You'll be amazed at the results. Now, if you've got an acne problem or you're prone to breakouts, who isn't at this point, even in our 40s? I noticed I had a zit the other day. I was like, seriously? I'm way too fucking old for this. But anyway, it is a potent antiseptic and astringent, and it keeps skin clean and oil-free to prevent those breakouts. And it has antifungal and antimicrobial properties that remove the bacteria that causes acne. So if you just regularly wash your face with the sandalwood oil mix, which is truly, oh, it's, it's wonderful. You make a mask. You take three teaspoons 
of sandalwood oil, which I think that is really a lot. I, I would truly start with a teaspoon if I'm honest. And you take some milk powder and rose water. You mix it together into a paste and you put it on like a mask. Ladies, I'm talking to you. Guys, you can do it too, but it's more likely the ladies that are going to do it. So you make a mask out of it and then you wash it off after like five minutes. Oh my God, it leaves your skin so soft. And it can be added to face creams or lotions. And if you put it on your face like twice a day for two weeks, you're going to see a visible change. It's going to tighten up your skin. It's going to brighten it up. Now, it does have uh, dandruff and hair growth properties. I should say benefits. The cleansing and soothing oil naturally keeps oily scalps free from dandruff. Now, tea tree has the same effect, which I think I've, uh, the Melaleuca oil, I know I have featured it on this show before. It is an amazing, it's, it, it, the scent is a little abrasive. It kind of takes some getting used to, but it has really good properties. Adding it to your shampoo, it will detoxify your hair. And if you have oily hair, it will definitely help with it. But Today we're talking about the sandalwood oil. So we're going to talk about the fact that it supports hair growth. Growth. Yeah. It's not the wine, I promise. It's not the wine? <laughs> it's not the wine. Okay. It's, it's these teeth. But anyway. So it supports hair growth for luscious locks that everybody wants to have. And the antibacterial properties clear your scalp and prevent infections that can cause hair loss. So it has a lot of really good properties. Now, if you want luscious hair, and who doesn't? Come on, we love those long locks, ladies, and even the men. You might want to dilute two to three drops of the sandalwood oil in a tablespoon of a carrier oil, like a jojoba or an avocado. And then you can add a little bit of it to your favorite shampoo, and it is going to absolutely make your hair so soft and so lush. Now, if you're not into using it in the shower, or you can even combine it, use a little bit in your shampoo if you shower before bed and wash your hair, and then you can actually use it to induce sleep. It has a sedative effect, and it's used in a lot of bedrooms in aromatherapy applications during bedtime. It calms the senses, balances the hormones, and it's been shown to lower blood pressure levels, all of which help you to sleep more soundly. And also, before you go to sleep, it's good for inner peace. It promotes self-love, and it helps settle your mind. And there's a paste and powder that's been used in ancient rituals because it has the ability to invoke tranquility. It's used in a lot of religious ceremonies to help attain spirituality and inner peace. And its aroma is useful in uplifting and general well-being. So all of that contributes to getting better sleep because the aromatic mo uh, molecules of the oil help to reduce stress and bring about that peace. So you'll definitely sleep more soundly and probably fall asleep faster with an addition of some sandalwood aromatherapy in your bedroom. It has memory benefits as well. Inhaling the aroma stimulates the part of the brain involved with memory, retention, and recollection. And these benefits also balance the hormones which cool the brain and improve its function. So if you're having memory issues, get, get you a little sniffer of that sandalwood. Not only does it smell nice, but it's going to help activate those brain cells. 
And it can help you with your immunity. If you apply it mixed with some neutral oil to the lymph nodes, it improves the immunity of your body. It can be massaged on to get rid of toxins, which increases your immune power. It percolates the epidermis and enters the blood cells, thus improving body functions. And it helps flush out toxins and acids from the body. And as we all know, if you have less toxins in your body, your immune system is able to build up more strongly. So if if you're an outdoorsman, you can apply it on wounds and bites of insects. And it's because it has antiseptic properties. It disinfects the wounds or the bite And it soothes the affected area and helps you get over the pain faster. So it actually works as an analgesic. Now, if you put it on before you go outside, you nature lovers, it actually works really well as a disinfectant and it keeps bugs and germs at bay. So the aroma drives away pests and insects and things they they can't stand it it's kind of like that nasty deet shit that we've talked about before this is a fantastic alternative to the deet just put a little bit of that on with a carrier oil before you go outside and the bugs will stay away from you they want nothing to do with this oil and it's really good too in your house as a pesticide if you know god forbid you've got some creepy crawlies that just won't stay out of your house you can take a little bit of the oil and leave it in a dish to aromate if you will put it on a a warmer and it'll keep you know buggies away from your joint and that's a really good thing yeah i definitely want to keep the roaches away from my roach yeah that's funny (laughs) yeah my son was talking about that he got a new apartment so shout out to sir Payne 420 him and his old lady got a new apartment we're very excited about this but they did need to get some roach traps because they don't exactly live in the best place. Not throwing shade. Just make sure you put cotton in your ears because those motherfuckers crawl in your ears. They can't get back out. And then you got to have a doctor pull that fucker out. But anyway, I don't want to talk about how I know that. It's not a personal experience, but I read a lot. But irrelevant to the fact he was asking me about, you know, borrowing some money. And uh, I sent him some money and the note I put was for new housing for La Cucaracha. He thought that was hilarious. Now, back to our topic. If you've got a cold or actually before you even get a cold, y'all, it's really good to use this sandalwood oil. Now, it does exhibit potent expectorant effects, and it's effective in treating cough. So instead of swallowing that sugar-laden cough medicine, rub a little bit of sandalwood on your chest to help break up your congestion and to help get rid of it by coughing it up. Now, the anaphylactic, Oh, anaf- what the hell is that word? Anaphylology. All right, y'all, I don't know what that word is, like truly, but whatever it is, it provides relief from the inflammation that's caused due to a fever and other viral infections, and it also helps battle other viral infections, cold, flu, mumps. Now, we all know since COVID-19's inception that there is no colds and there is no flu. There is only what? COVID-19. Yeah, I know, but irrelevant to the fact yeah, so if if you are not one of those bought in idiots who really you know who realizes that there is still the common cold and the flu, feel free to use the sandalwood oil if you do happen to get a cold or the flu to help with the congestion and the expectoration. 
Now, if you're prone to urinary tract infections, it actually can help your body and soothe your urinary system because it's anti-inflammatory in nature and it helps soothe the inflammation in your urinary system and it induces relaxation. So it helps you to pee easier ultimately. And it also can increase the frequency and quantity of your urination if you're having a problem with that. It'll help treat the infection and the inflammation in your system. And it and the way it does it is because it, it flushes out the dangerous toxins. So you mix it with a carrier oil and massage it on your lower abdomen region to treat a UTI. Now, mind you, I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on this podcast. But if you're as anti big pharma and anti-medical establishment as we are here on the lowest effect, I highly recommend giving it a chance because it could just be the difference between you having to go see the bought and paid for drug dealer, legal drug dealer, and not having to. Yeah. So my son had his gallbladder removed. And I thought of him when I did this research because it says that sandalwood tea actually helps in maintaining the liver and gallbladder. And the way it does it is because it has hepatoprotective properties. So basically blood properties for those, you know, it it kind of protects your blood from shit. I was not aware of that. Yeah, I know. You know, the more you know in the morning. Yeah, there you go. So it also helps with some digestive problems. In addition to the external applications that we have highlighted, it can also be used internally. You just add a couple of drops to a glass of warm milk and drink it. And regular consumption provides protection from ulcers as well as infections developed in the throat, gullet, digestive tracts, and renal tracts, which is your pee system for those who don't know. But anyway, and that includes your kidneys. Because when your kidneys are functioning correctly... You're doing good, or at least, you know, for the time being. Now, for those of you like Phone Boy who run four miles a day, it actually can help to prevent some spasms. It's high in antispasmodic properties, and it relaxes the muscles and put a stop to any severe spasms. So the way it does it is it works in your muscle fibers, your nerve fibers, your blood vessels, and it relaxes them and eventually puts an end to the severe spasm. And it can be used to treat coughs and cramps caused by delicate muscle contractions. Now, I don't know if a cough can be caused by a muscle contraction. That's the first time I've ever heard of that before, but I'm not going to say it can't because, again, I'm not a doctor and I don't play one here on the uh, podcast. But it can help with mental disorders. Like I said before, it is a memory booster. It improves memory and it rouses your powers of concentration, keeping your brain cool, relaxed, and away from undue stress and anxiety. Now, if you are one of those unfortunate people who's got roids, it's helpful in treating those because it's got anti-inflammatory and cooling properties. So before you reach for the Preparation H, reach for the sandalwood. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you, you can't... But you can you can get Preparation H everywhere. You can't get sandalwood oil everywhere. Well, if you plan ahead, because it has so many of these wonderful properties, you'll keep it in your medicine, homeopathic medicinal toolbox so that if you do end up with some roids, and not roid rage, let's not be confused with that, you can just apply it, yeah. and it will help to shrink and cool the problem without all that additive from the... Yeah. Preparation H. Now, it does cure skin infections and reduce itching. It's an antiviral agent. 
And it's known to cure eczema successfully, believe it or not. I was blown away to hear that. There's all these big pharma medications to help with your eczema when all you got to do is slather a little uh, sandalwood on. Or, or maybe stop eating sugars, grains, and seed oils. Well, you know, there's that too, but anyway. Yeah, okay. Speaking of which, you know, sugar causes inflammation, and sandalwood has anti-inflammation effects by altering cell signals in the body. And there's some evidence that it can help decrease inflammation in the case of skin disorders like psoriasis and atopic dermatitis. Well, there you go. The more you know. That's right. And it can manage your anxiety. Yeah. So there was a study of a woman undergoing breast biopsy that the lavender, sandalwood, and orange peppermint aromatherapy that she was using helped reduce her anxiety. Now, I, I remind you that there are other oils in there like lavender, which one of its main uses is for relaxation. So I'm not really putting a lot of weight into this, but I did find it necessary to mention that at the beginning, the anxiety levels were self-reported and so were the anxiety levels after the aromatherapy. So she could have said anything she wanted. Like, oh yeah, it worked great, doc. And and in real life, it didn't do shit. But I, I do believe that it can help with anxiety. And it does support wound healing. There were researchers in Germany that found that skin cells contain olfactory receptors. Now, this I found interesting because olfactory is your smell receptors. And they activated the receptors and it appeared to promote skin cell growth. I found that very interesting. Mm. And they say that it can, because it's an antiseptic, it can bring minor contractions in your soft tissue like gums and skin. And it is safe, like we talked about before, for both internal and external applications. So when you ingest it, it helps to protect your internal what? Wounds. No, I get that. I'm reading that going, the fuck? You, that's what you apparently typed. I know, but don't trust me. I'm not sane. Well, okay, but I mean, you're the one who typed it. I didn't even touch the, the, this part of the show notes this week. Well, so. I, I, guess what they're, I guess what they're saying is, is that when you ingest it, it helps your internal wounds and ulcers from getting infected. Right. Not really sure how they would get infected on the inside. I'm not going to dig into this again. I'm not a doctor. So similarly, when you applied it to the skin as to inside, it protects wounds, sores, boils, and pimples from developing infections or becoming septic or gangrenous. So you mix a little bit of sandalwood and chandon powder with a little bit of camphor and water and apply it on your burns, rashes, or allergies to see a change. I am a fan of this. As opposed to using some over-the-counter burn cream, mixing up a little bit of sandalwood and chandon powder with some camphor. Now, the camphor is just for pain relief, I can tell you. So all of this is still very much natural and a great alternative to Big Pharma. Yeah, I was trying to. I'm, I'm, there's there's a there's a quote I'm trying to find here. This is the. I was trying to find the the. I need to apply. This is the cold acid clip I was trying to play, and I can't even find it. This is the. This is the. Yeah, because I wanted to. Yeah, because I was going to play. I got. I need to apply some burn lotion to my junk or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So another way that this oil is helpful is that it can actually guard against skin cancer. There was a study done that suggested that a compound found in the sandalwood might help fight skin cancer. It's called acantalol, 
and some studies have shown that it can promote cell death of cancerous cells. So it's it's amazing to me. I don't know if any of you other petal heads have picked up on the fact that a lot of the oils that we've featured have anti-cancer properties. With all these wonderful natural alternatives out there, why the fuck is Big Pharma still trying to push their bullshit? I mean, we know the answer. It's rhetorical, guys. I just couldn't help but put it out there. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, it wouldn't make it wouldn't make him nearly as much money as uh, giving him stuff that only kind of works does. That's the truth. And I mean, we've already touched on the fact that it's really good at fighting bacteria. It also fights aging. It contains antioxidants that help maintain the buoyancy and structure of skin cells. And it reduces the dryness and replenishes the moisture in skin, increasing its elasticity. So due to the rich antioxidant compound, it can prevent wrinkles by fighting free radical formation. We've actually heard about that in other oils as well. And it's good for skin rashes, skin pigment skin whitening, and face wrinkle treatments. I'm not sure about the skin whitening thing. That sounds a little bit janky. I've never actually heard of skin whitening. Is this what Michael Jackson was doing? Is that why he turned from a bro to a bitch? Uh, asking for a friend. Um, Something like that. Yeah, well, that and all the drugs that they were feeding him. But anyway, that's, that's all another. Yeah, fentanyl anyone? I'm constantly ranting about that with my argument for why the good herb should be legalized because we can give you a prescription for fentanyl of which a tiny little amount that fits on your fingernail can kill a normal person, but God forbid a natural herb that grows and doesn't hurt anybody. It just makes you feel really good and has great medical properties. No, we don't want to legalize that. Why would we want to do that? But anyway, before my blood pressure gets up, we'll talk about how the sandalwood actually helps to treat high blood pressure. You can take a little bit of the oil with some milk or even water if you want to. And it's been shown to reduce blood pressure in patients suffering from hypertension. Now, you can also make a paste of it and topically apply it to various parts of the body. I would recommend applying it to your axillary areas if you're going to. So... Uh, where your leg meets your trunk, you know, around your hips on the inside. Uh, that's a groinal uh, axillary area under your arms. I know it's weird. Nobody wants to rock around with this sandalwood paste under their arms between their legs the whole nine yards. But if you're at home, you want to reduce your blood pressure, if you've got a problem with hypertension, give it a try. It's, it's better by far, I would say than taking all those statins that are going to give you things like, oh, you know, type 2 diabetes and shit. Yeah, well, that's a whole other, That's a whole different discussion. That's right. So there are a few ways to use it in aromatherapy at home. And some people do have allergic reactions. So you do have to test it before you use it. But you can put a few drops in an ounce of your favorite lotion. You can heat a small uh, kettle of water and add a few drops to that. You can evaporate it in an essential oil diffuser, or you can even mix a few drops with an ounce of carrier oil, like some sweet almond or jojoba, and apply it to your skin, almost kind of like a natural deodorant or a natural perfume. Now, be aware that breastfeeding mothers and young children should avoid using sandalwood. And there's those who suffer from some types of medical conditions like liver disorder and cancer that, yeah, they should take an extra precaution when using it in aromatherapy. Although, like I said, it does have uses for skin cancer. So to me, that's kind of a, you know, it could go either way. 
Now, if you are known to have an allergy or hypersensitivity to sandalwood oil or its constituents, you should avoid using it. And there's reports that it has caused dermatitis and photoallergy, which photoallergy is a light sensitivity for those who don't know. Now, in addition to those with um, conditions like liver disorder and cancer, never mind, I already talked about the fact that if you have that, just be careful. Sorry about that. I did very bad in editing my notes. I should be spanked. Terrible. So the takeaway from all of this ultimately is that although concrete proof medically is lacking, sandalwood oil can have a lot of health benefits. More search is more research is needed to confirm the health benefits, but in the meantime, the scent alone can be comforting and enjoyable, and it might be reason enough to give it a try as an aromatherapy. And if you're brave enough to, you know, realize that doctors don't fucking know everything and we didn't always have all of this current medical hoopla back in the day people were using these oils if they could get a hold of them and they were using them for medicinal purposes and those people lived long productive healthy lives without big pharma weighing them down and at the very least they weren't eating the same kind of shit we're eating today that they people they call food. oh god no yeah so yeah this is uh yeah i mean so I, there and there are lots of ways to you know, i think there's lots of ways to eaten so to speak but uh um yeah we know we know what's we know what's been going on the last uh you know, since we've been alive, just how how it has not worked out well for us, and we wonder, oh, all the stuff, you know, all the stuff that used to, that that we used to eat for centuries and centuries is is all of a sudden now bad. Um, and uh, you well, know. think about it. One minute they're telling you milk's good for you, the next minute they're telling you it's going to give you cancer. Eat red meat. Don't eat red meat. Seriously. Yeah. Well, the only thing we can. Uh, the only medicine that I think we can uh, agree on here that uh, that you should do is. Smoke weed every day. That is correct, because that will definitely help you to get some clarity on what's going on around you and realize that there's nothing but epic mega shit tons of bullshit being shoveled on the daily by the M5M. Yeah, well, you know, I think, um, I think, um... So fucking over this. I am. Yeah, I think we are. And, uh, yeah, we have to end this, uh, we have to end this show here. And how do we do that? Yeah, we do it like, uh, we do it like the following... Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game! Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out! You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.